ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questerians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, Galaxy Quest. I'm RJ. I'm Austin. And I'm Alex. And we're three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. You're listening to, by Grabthar's Hammer, what a podcast. In today's episode... We'll be talking about Galaxy Quest in current pop culture, as well as a segment where we delve into the script of Galaxy Quest. You're listening to By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Never Never give give up. up. Never surrender. Never surrender. By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, welcome. Welcome to By Grab Throw Simmer What a Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to 1999's epic space adventure comedy Galaxy Quest. We talk not just about Galaxy Quest, though. We also get into a little bit of the actors. Mm, actors. Sure, a little bit. Are you saying that even though we have an introduction that makes it clearly that we're talking about I want to specify if someone is tuning in for the very first time and they're uncertain just about what by Grabthar's hammer entails. Yeah. Well, how did you get here then? Maybe they were looking for like a Samsung Galaxy podcast about phones. Mm, or isn't there yeah. a soccer team? Galaxy podcast. Got named it. Galaxy. I get Google, um, what do you call those things? Google, Google alerts. A Google alert for Galaxy Quest. And most of the time it's for Samsung Galaxy phones or some kind of soccer stuff. Your Google mm-hmm. alert might be a little too broad if it's just going for Galaxy. No, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. But that's that's how minimal the alert information is, is that I rarely get one that's about this movie. Another way people might have ended up here is if they're really into hammers in general and looking for specific mm. details mm-hmm. about hammers. I could oh, see them. by Grapthar's hammer. Yeah. I had no idea where you're going with, with that. Well, Anyways, anyway, welcome. So, uh, welcome Thanks to our podcast. Here. It's not about phones or hammers, but it is about Galaxy Quest. Speaking of those Google alerts, one popped up for... A January 14 article titled 10 Things You Might Not Know About a Galaxy Quest from oh, a website okay. let's called bring Warped it on. Factor. Let's, let's see if Austin and I know these 10 things. We'll Gal- finish your sentence. Start stating yeah, the you fact. Start and we'll, we'll finish, finish it. it. Galaxy, okay, number one. Galaxy Quest was, of course, a parody of... <laughs> oh, Star Trek. Star Trek, it. maybe? Who was the, number two, original director hired to direct oh, Galaxy easy. Quest? Oh, easy. Harold Ramis. Indeed. And who did Harold Ramis want as the lead Alec actor? Alec Baldwin. You guys are doing great. Crushing who else, in a, aside from Alec Baldwin, was in the running for the lead? Oh, it was Kevin uh, Klein? Kevin Klein. Kevin yeah, Klein. Kevin Klein. Well, how old is this article? I feel this, like this is published a couple years ago. I'm telling you, we so, know all these. I think it's I've funny. Is that I think they're can. just republishing the same top ten facts there's, about Galaxy there's Quest. Only they so are, many facts. There's literally only ten facts to talk about for this film. Okay, where are the other ones? Yeah, keep it coming. Tim Allen was at a bit of a career high at the Galaxy Home during, Improvement <laughs> due to Home Improvement. <laughs> Allen chose to do Galaxy Quest, turning down Santa the Claus. lead in what oh. Bicentennial, Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. And his decision <laughs> to be in Galaxy Quest was swung by the chance to work with which actor oh sigourney sigourney for yeah. sure he yeah. loves sigourney uh, yeah because the aliens remember he's a big side alien story fan. got the alien script signed that's yep. fact number he's got that piece of the ship that's in his fact home. 11 that's not listed <laughs> no, no 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 it's fact oh, number it's fact four. eight oh, okay. that's another one. uh number five sam rockwell improvised many of his lines including the oh that's not right in the alien makeout scene he won the part of guy fliegman brilliant Beating out, okay, uh, this this, Ooh, is this might be a tough cut. one. This is okay. a deeper cut. Go who ahead. did he beat out? Who also auditioned for the role? And now again, well, these are okay. Wait, hold on. Well, no, Justin uh, Justin Long went for that role. 
No? I want to say this. I don't know that we can verify the information on this website. We're reading strictly what's on mm-hmm. the 10 facts that you may not know about Galaxy Quest. But Tony I had heard this one. Yeah, is it a character? That's, is it are they in the Didn't movie? Tony no? this audition actor, for that? This initially? actor is not in the movie. Uh, so ooh. who would have originally auditioned for the role of Guy Fleegman? Another well-known actor who would have ooh. done a great job. I can ooh. give you a hint. For those of you ah, listening shit. out there, we don't want know to play this along. Us. Yeah, no, it might need. Give us a hint. Okay, I believe he was in Clueless. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Auditioned oh, wow. for the role of he Guy Fleegman. He would have been great as Guy that also. Nice. But Sam rocked it. Rock welded. Rock welded. <laughs> oh, that's not right. No. Ten things you may not know about Galaxy Quest. Number six. Galaxy Quest marked the film debut of what actor? Oh, Justin Brandon. Long. Justin, Brandon. Justin Brandon. Long, Brandon. who played the role of Brandon. He, Brandon Long. Brandon, Justin Long, beat out what other actors for the role? Ooh. See, that's tough because they're all, they well, would have I mean, been all fresh. Be yeah, all fresh faces. Who's Justin Long's Ooh. age? This is a tough one. Emil Hirsch, no. Mm-mm. Kieran Culkin. Okay. okay. Eddie K. Thomas. Eddie uh, K. Thomas. Eddie, what do we know I know the name. He's in... I'm uh, familiar. Have our, have our uh, producer, researcher in the back look that up real quick. And Mr. That Thing You Do Himself, Shades. Oh, Fucking really? Shades? Uh, uh, what's what's yeah, his what's Shades? He was just in La La Land. Tom he Everett was. Tom Scott. Scott. He was, I, was, La La I was happy to see him in the in La La Land. Uh, he, so uh, Eddie K. Thomas is Finch from American Pie. Oh, okay. Uh, there, you there you go. That makes sense. He would have yeah. been, he, he been a good Brandon. Yeah. Tom Everett Scott was a nice little surprise at the end of La La Land. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first. He didn't do a whole lot. No, but he really he didn't. He was there, but which he was, was enough. It. The problem is I get Tom Everett Scott confused with um, left behind Christian actor. Um, oh, really? Kirk, 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 Kirk Cameron. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of uh, the leftovers. <laughs> oh, oh like, uh, Justin Thero. Thero. That kind no, of a just the movie. Too. Okay, oh. yeah, um, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, Kirk Cameron. Um, yeah, I get. I, I would always get him confused Hugh, with was Tom it Hugh Dancy. Who's in Hannibal? Him uh, and Tom Everett Scott look a lot alike. Hannibal yeah, the movie or the TV show. The TV show. show. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Forget his name as Mary well. Mary Claire Danes. Uh, if anyone out there has seen Hannibal, let us know your thoughts. I have not seen it, but I've heard fantastic things about it, even though I believe it's been canceled now. Uh, I think yeah, it's it over, is. yeah. I think they only did, what, two seasons and it was done? Yeah, but I heard it was incredible, for especially for being a uh, major broadcast network TV show. So we crushed those facts. Okay, what well, else let me you keep got? going. Yeah, we, when, well, we missed a couple. So Justin Long was the film debut in, in made his film debut in Galaxy Quest, but when it came time to the original DVD release, Justin Long was not to be seen. The credits incorrectly labeled him as Brandon Long. Brandon Long. Wow. Wow. First first movie credit and they get it wrong. That that'd just be too bad. Fact number biz, seven. Biz. We've talked about this before, actually. Galaxy Quest script originally had references to Alan Rickman's character, Dr. Lazarus. Oh being Alexander uh, Dane. evil. Um it doesn't oh, being a knight. Being, being a knight. A knight. Yeah, knight Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Rickman didn't like that. Uh Galaxy Quest was originally rated R. R. That is true. I wonder if the script is rated R. We haven't got, came across much uh, cursing. To Maybe out. today we'll find out some more. At the end of the movie, fact number nine, just before the opening credits for the new Galaxy Quest series, the announcer says, now back after 18 years, the new adventures of Galaxy Quest. This is another Star Trek reference, as the original Star Trek was canceled in 1969. Star Trek The Next Generation premiered in 1987. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, but then that then wasn't really a fact. Say, no, that wasn't a fact, but it, it does go on to say right now there's currently a Galaxy Quest TV series in development. Is there? Yeah, this is yeah. an old article. This, that's, 
outdated. They could still do it. They just have to do the next-gen version where you just don't have the hold cast. The last fact at the 2013 annual Star Trek convention. Oh, number seven. seven. Seventh best Galaxy Star Quest Trek movie. Was ranked as number seven of the best Star Correct. Trek films. Was that it? That was it. So there's so many more we, facts. Yeah, we knew we knew most of those. For, I'm feeling pretty good. That I was, was a good say, confidence for seasoned booster. experts like you two. This was just yeah, I'm feeling okay. This was no about challenge. It. So, so there's some facts about Galaxy Quest in the past, but let's talk about Galaxy Quest right now. So you know, when we started this, we did it because the three of us like this movie, and then we started realizing how much everyone likes this movie. Uh, now it keeps popping up in stuff. To, still to this day references there's yeah. references everywhere left and right uh nearly most, 20 years later almost 20 years later i was recently watching a television show on the amazon prime channel mm-hmm. called brain dead starring mary elizabeth winstead and friggin tony shalhoub tony shalhoub our uh parents our parents are huge fans of that show uh, i believe uh, mama ward actually past couple times we've been home for holidays or breaks she DVRs it. yeah she she'll put on an episode and force us to watch it oh, it, it, was, it was great it was very pleasant but something about it when your mom makes you sit down and watch a show you immediately lose all interest because it's your mom insisting no it's good it's real good you'll like it because she also did that with um big bang theory every yeah, time we were yeah. home and so just her oh her excitement alone unfortunately will immediately drain all of my excitement out of something. Oh, no. no, no, no dogging on mom, but unfortunately that's just the way it works. However, we did watch some of it and it was a very pleasant show. Well, I'd like fun. to reinforce that she was <laughs> right on the money on, with this one. Right. Amazing show. You didn't give her the benefit of the doubt, mom. You're right. It's uh, a show. From the, this is kind of a, not a spinoff, but it's from the creator of the, the good wife. Oh really? The other CBS show. Yeah. That's what it came from. Which is, I never watched The Good Wife, but this Spending show seems, that seems, money. This seems to have a bit of more of a sci-fi twist, yeah? Oh, it's heavy sci-fi, yeah. yeah. It's literally Invasion of the Body Snatchers with brain-eating bugs. So, got Tony Shalhoub, which I believe is one of the... Tony is Shalhoub star is one of the stars. Yeah, he's, he's one like of the main guys. Characters. Yeah, he's not the, the star. He's one of the Mary Elizabeth though. Winstead is the star, everybody, and she crushes it. But Tony Shalhoub plays essentially like the bad guy. He's a, he's a Republican senator who's like Southern. He has a really weird accent the whole time and it kind of goes in and out. Like I can't. Tony Shalhoub doesn't look it. very Southern. No, <laughs> but they, they, they actually say he's a Southern. I forget even what state he's. His a accent for. does go in and out because I've he's had got, trouble understanding what he was and saying. And some of the times you're like, are you fucking with us? Like, is this a joke? Anyway, it's very cool. It works for the character, but he essentially gets taken over by brain bugs and is like a bad guy. They're aliens. Yeah. They're alien brain bugs that like take over like push out a chunk of your brain and like take over your brain because they are trying to take over the world like very slowly through capitol hill oh really so it's a very interesting show well maybe that's what is affecting his accent could be could, the, 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 the brain the brain critters just can't can't get his speech right and he's in it and he's great because he's all over the place and real weird because he's possessed by bugs essentially and and I was like, oh, well, this is cool. Tony Shalhoub's in this show, so I can talk about it on my Galaxy Quest podcast. Yeah. And then in the last, like, three episodes, Patrick Breen, who plays Quaylick, shows up and helps out Mary Elizabeth Winstead with some budget stuff. <laughs> with he's some like, budget no, stuff. No, he plays, like, he plays a very Quaylick character because he's very, uh, uh, he's very strange and jittery. Socially awkward. Socially awkward mm-hmm. because he, he is, like, a budget legislation expert. Like mm. all about how to word things, so you get that. Like, so he's breaking down Tony Shalhoub's big budget 
to find like what he's really trying to do. I'm curious to know if if they did interact on set or whatever, do you think they would have had at least a moment where they talked about Galaxy Quest being like, you know, because they probably don't work together that often. Do you think backstage at some point they said like, hey, you know, it's been a while. Or uh, did they even remember each other? Because I guess Quaylick always was in makeup and... Uh yeah, but no, not that, but he I'm, looks like himself. They did a lot of interaction in Galaxy Quest. So I'm just curious. I'm always curious to know about that. If they look back on those things fondly and talk about it, or if it's like that was just a job from ten years ago and they've moved on. But that's like know. saying, like, do you remember this one guy from a band we played with five years ago? <sighs> Probably not. Yeah. It depends on the band. You play with a lot of bands. Yeah. So then they, you know, Very I'm sure they remember each other and were friendly, but yeah. I yeah. I hope they talked about it. We'll I hope Quay, like, like they I did. Hope Patrick Breen was just like, "Yo, what's up with that sequel?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I died, but like, yeah, I need work. Come on. Speaking of sequel, Brain Dead is canceled. Oh yeah, so we literally just were looking up some Brain Dead stuff and found out that it got canceled, which is fine because it had a really good story arc that it didn't wrapped up pretty well. Wrapped up nicely. Um, I'm bummed because it was a really good show, but uh, and I'm also bummed because now Tony Shalhoub and Quaylek need to find another show to be on. Speaking of not being but able to will. understand Tony Shalhoub's voice very well, his accent in the that uh, the TV show, have you noticed there are some actors of a certain age that when they their voice just keeps deepening and getting rougher, and on screen or you'll hear them in an interview, like I'm thinking of Harrison Ford right now. Yeah. Whenever he does an interview on like a late night talk show or something, you can't. He's right up here. Well, no, no. I was gonna say he I can never understand can never a word understand he's saying. Him. It's real craggly, and like he barely has a voice. So it's I'm amazed in movies when you can kind of hear their voices. What's that, like isn't that called ADR? ADR. They how much ADR oh, work they must do on these voices. Harrison Ford doesn't talk when he's in a movie. He just comes back and does the ADR. Yeah, because because in real life you can't understand a word they're saying. Their voices have deepened so much and gotten so like craggly and rough. Yeah, like Donald Glover, man. Danny Glover. Glover's pretty articulate. Yeah. I, no, I think I can, I can understand him quite a bit when he's on well, screen. You guys can understand Donald Glover. Yeah. No, like, yeah Dan, Danny Glover. But speaking of references, Austin has been watching a show I've seen every episode of begrudgingly. <laughs> I like it, but it was too long. And we noticed he reminded me of something I totally forgot about, and I must have written down somewhere because yeah. I've seen this episode. I've been uh, I've been having the pleasure of fininally getting through some episodes of How I Met Your Mother. I wasn't that I cable. yeah I wasn't ever avoiding them, but it just worked out that whenever I go uh, get some jogging time in at the gym around lunchtime, they always show about a two and a half hour block of How I Met Your Mother reruns. How long is your lunch break? Well, I don't watch the whole two and a half hours. I just know from 11.30 until 2 p.m., I can watch episodes. It's a big lunch break. On FX. So whenever I go in that time block, I know I will have something to watch. And I look forward to now. I literally look forward to watching the episodes because they're showing them in order. Uh, Well, I'm going to have to go catch up all those middle ones I'm missing. But I was uh, missing a lot of plot. Watching an episode, I believe it was towards the end of the series as well. Season 7, episode 15, The Burning Beekeeper. Yes, it was a pleasant episode. It had a lot. Martin Short's in it. Martin Short and Chris Elliott. And Chris Elliott's in it, yeah. Uh, but there was a bit where uh, Marshall drops the line. I forget. He says to quote the famous so-and-so. And then, okay, so here's the... Yeah, and read I, the direct we, quote. We pulled this up just to verify because we were... Because I was like, what the fuck episode are you talking about? And so Marshall says, never give up, so never surrender. And they yes. mentioned it somehow. We couldn't find that quote because we didn't want to watch the whole episode. <laughs> but the one that's literally written down online is uh, Robin and Ted are talking, and Ted and Robin talk about his confrontational skills or lack thereof, 
because he's having a fight with Martin Short, yeah. but he won't confront him. And Robin says, I disagree. It's like Sun Tzu said, never give up, never surrender. Ted Mosby, that's Tim Allen from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, which is weird because later in the episode, Marshall says the same line. Ted Ted isn't there to respond with the – I think Ted is there, and he says something like, like, what the – like he was like, why do people keep why saying Why is this it? coming up? But Marshall says, he goes, never give up, never surrender, and I'm just jogging along, and it's like, what the – and then I got confused thinking Everybody that maybe that it. line isn't just from Galaxy Quest, and then my whole world got shattered for a like minute. Maybe that is a famous Because I thought – I was else. like, oh, my God, maybe that's not originated with Galaxy Quest, but then we confirmed, no, it is, and that, in fact, they were referencing confirmed. directly to – Well, confirmed, nah, but – uh, but that's always kind of fun because it's fun to see pop culture references, especially in comedy, where they still acknowledge a comedy, a comedic film, because they liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly, those writers put that in there as a bit of a homage, know, homage to uh, to Galaxy Quest. Pleasantly surprised, you, so that really got me going. I've never seen an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, guys, it's quite I'm going to interject here. It's a very fun show. It has I was going really to have stuff. you uh, give me a quick synopsis of Ted what it is. is. It's, like, it's like the main character watches all of his friends couple up and be happy, and he just never finds his wife. That's the premise of the show is yeah, he's waiting to meet his wife. It's narrated by... Uh, uh, Bob Saget, uh, Bob right? Saget. Bob Saget, and it's it's Plays him telling Ted. his kids for the entire series. It starts with him telling his kids a story of how I met your mother. But every but it story lasts for nine you, fucking seasons. Nine seasons. Well, so the mom is in the mom is in the last season. Oh, for like she's a character. Oh, the mom is the mom still alive? What do you mean? Like I don't understand how this show works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, don't worry you know about what? it. It's a sitcom. Don't worry about it. Doesn't it. matter. It's, it's, it's uh, over. So another one, The Nice Guys, wonderful yeah. film, came out last year. It was last year that Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe is a pleasant. Was Shane, that Shane Black? Shane Black, yeah. written and directed, love it. Which, if you haven't seen Nice Guys, you should, as well as Kiss Kiss Bang, which was one of Kiss, Shane Kiss, Black's, Bang, Bang. Which, which is how we kind of first fell in love with Shane Black yep. as a director. Fabulous well, I mean. Film. We did do another lethal weapon. That's true. I don't know if he directed lethal weapons. He might have just written them. Yeah. No, I think, I think he directed them. Kiss, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was his first. It Dur- was his directorial directorial debut. Yeah. But he'd, yeah. he'd so been involved. Yeah. I love but, it. So in Nice Guys, which is set in the seventies, uh, it's kind of a PI detective style story, but very funny. Uh, you notice they're in LA in the seventies, and they they show the comedy store quite a bit. Like the storefront for the comedy store no, like it's, in L.A. Yeah, like yeah. The, the billboard, the famous, like yeah, the sign, and then there's key. like a big wall ad for it. Because I think Russell Crowe lives near, or he lives near it, his apartment in the movie. And from IMDb, at the end of the film, a marquee for the comedy store is shown in the background featuring Tim Allen. Quote, Allen started his career as a comedian in 1975 on a dare from one of his friends. He participated in a comedy night at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, a suburb of Detroit. While in Detroit, he began to get recognition, appearing in local television commercials and appearing on cable comedy shows such as Gary Thyssen's Some Semblance of Sanity. He moved to L.A. and became a regular performer at the Comedy Store. And there is at least two moments in Nice Guys that I noticed the second time watching it that Tim Allen is in a marquee with like six names. Mm-hmm. And then the last one they reference, he's the headliner. So it's his name, huge. Mm-hmm. And then just some text under it. That's a nice little shout out to did, Tim Allen. There. I wonder, do we do we know what year exactly Nice Guys takes place? Or does it's 79, I think. Is it? I looked okay. it up. Because that would be cool. No, if it, it, if it can't were... be 79. He was uh, in prison. 
Oh. That, that's what I'm curious about is I want to know if they, <laughs> if nice guys did the research to know when Tim Allen would have been in LA, I think not in jail and I, doing comedy. Yeah. There. When I looked it up, nice guys just said seventies. Yeah, so if, if it's mid seventies, that works out. Well, that's fun. Cause I mean, that's that pretty makes, cool. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, again, another rever like Shane Black clearly must have, sorry. must have a thing for Tim Allen to, to take the time to put that in the back of the film, you know, picking up. He could put any any seventies comedian. Well, and you know that's just good research because it's a period period accurate period depiction. And I don't think we ever talked about Tim Allen how he got started in comedy. We did a for those just tuning in for the first time a full in depth episode on Tim Allen's history, his background. I believe that's uh, episode two. Yeah, real early. I don't think we talked about how season one. We mentioned he he did an uh, an interview where he does talk about. I don't know if we put it on the show or just mentioned it where he was talking about how comedy was a big thing for him in prison. Mm-hmm. Like it was the way he survived. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he I talked about it. that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I was the funny guy. There's so everybody couple, liked me. Yeah. Only a couple well, he, things get he, you through prison. One thing I know about prison, you got to keep a sense of humor yeah. in there. Yeah. Especially if you fucking ratted out all the people who gave you That's coke. Right. Yeah. But we never talked about the fact that he was basically dared into his yeah. comedy debut. That's super funny. Yeah. That's it's interesting. Fun. Royal Oak, my little brother used to live there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, take jump in the time machine here. Yeah, I'm very curious to know. So we've been holding on to this puppy for a little bit now. We have a authentic Alex Ward movie review. Yeah, let me tell you about this. Yeah, when, give us some context. Yeah, what, it's one of those we've had, we've known, we've had this and available to us for a while. Oh, it was like or, a again, year or two. I believe Mama Ward sent this one up to us. She, she did. She found it in a printed version of our high school newspaper from, from Which back in the day. I immediately closed my eyes and I haven't read it just so that I could hear it for the first time. Do, today. You, do you have the actual hard copy newspaper? I've got a hard copy newspaper, not with me. I've got, well, here's the thing. That's an evolved. You've walked that way. So I was the high school newspaper, Fort Scott Tiger Times editor for three years while I was in high school. But my freshman year, I was just a uh, writer, mostly focusing on the movie reviews. And the first movie I ever reviewed... This is... this is No, no joke. No, no. First movie I ever reviewed in 1999 was... The Matrix? Galaxy Quest. Say what? Yes. He had two choices, The Matrix or, or Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. And, I decided and he went one... You chose wisely. Well, actually, stick I'm not sure which one came first, but I also reviewed... I remember pitch black mm-hmm. around the same time mm-hmm. and I don't know which came first but Galaxy Quest was the first movie that I ever reviewed for the Tiger Times newspaper so you would have been a freshman freshman in 99 I think yeah you would have been a freshman I'm not I can't do Jesus. that Jesus how old are you yeah because I was a freshman old. in like <laughs> two, 2001 yeah I think so yeah it makes sense and it also marked the the first time I watched Galaxy Quest I started keeping track from that point on of every single movie that I saw all the way up until present day I've got an ongoing is it list. updated yeah the last time i i do have a, a secret website where i keep it all updated with some some short brief movie reviews i haven't updated it since march 6 i've just been keeping that's right folks he's got a secret website <laughs> of movie reviews of every movie he's ever seen that he shares with no one we've got a regular accountant over here you got, you got the accountant we watched the accountant yesterday with I ben affleck finish. 
Uh, you know, maybe check it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe know. not. Maybe don't it's, it's uh, buy it, but it's an entertaining. One. It's not. It's not for. It's a, got some good I action. Purchase that one. Yeah. The, some of the in between dialogue it's is. Uh, I was thinking yeah. about it. Just a brief side note on the account. I was thinking about it today. And that little one wave point, was good. At one point during middle of the film, someone said, "This is Batman." And I realized there was a Commissioner Gordon, clearly. Yes. Who is Commissioner Gordon <laughs> yes. now? Oh, wait, is it he's really? He's the new Commissioner oh, Gordon. God, you're right. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he's playing Commissioner Gordon in from the fucking... Whiplash, the guy. Oh, J.K. J.K. Simmons, Simmons is, is the, the new, new Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. And he plays Gordon to a T. And you got your the, little uh, um, Batgirl. You got Batgirl, What's her yeah. Name? Barbara. Uh, Barbara. Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon, for You've sure. Got ben Affleck playing John Wick. Yeah. yeah, Robin is uh, Robin's his brother, the Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher dude. And Man. then uh, who's the and then the guy? dad would have been. Well, I was gonna say yeah. Alfred, but well, his dad does die. Anyways, side note: uh, the accountant's Batman. So moving on. Kelman was <laughs> Batman, weird. but you know weird. Bruce Wayne was a little weirder. But believe it or not, the accountant is much better than Batman for Superman. That's true. So at least Ben Affleck did. Ben one Affleck of those can make movies, a good right? Batman. Yeah, he movie. can make it's it. Just not it's called Batman in there. Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> so moving back, Galaxy Fort, Quest. Fort Scott High School Tiger Times review of Galaxy Quest. Here, I'll just read this. You guys can tell me what you what you thought. Now, remember, this is the first movie review okay, I ever I'm wrote. So I'm sure room. I was. I thought I at the time was writing for the Washington Post or the New York Times. I'm in the lunchroom. I'm eating some Bosco sticks. Could you? Yeah. Did you guys have? No, those? we didn't. We had a real small, minimal uh, lunch menu. All right, I'm, I'm having small a town Kansas, hot so ham had, slice and mashed potatoes. But yeah, the entree right. every day somehow was you, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, you might you might be sucking down some little Smokies mm. mac and cheese right now, Ooh, which is actually really that good. That sounds nice. The little Smokies and macaroni and cheese we had at the Fort Scott High School were so good that they eventually got banned <laughs> due to health reasons. too much butter in the mac and cheese. Because then they would also come with a cinnamon roll on chili day. We had the cinnamon roll that, to this day, is still better than probably any Cinnabon or anything hey, hang I've ever on, had. Hang on. on chili day? On chili day. You could always rely on cinnamon roll. You could always rely on chili day, having a cinnamon roll and an orange slice. And so they would give you bowl of chili, cinnamon roll, orange slice. And it became very common that we would all kind of dip your cinnamon roll into the chili. Interesting. And so now there is a a, a small handful. When I say small, I think there's only one, two people I know who still do this. Anytime they have chili, they will make cinnamon rolls with the purpose of putting the cinnamon roll into the chili. Like they still do that as grown. If people. you haven't done it before, it sounds funny, but oh my, I it can to be go to the quite store. pleasant. Yeah, if you make like a really good thick, hearty chili, like you do, like a real mm-hmm. thick one, and you put like a cinnamon roll kind of tucked in there, so every once in a while you'll T- like get a get a little bite of like that doughy cinnamon roll with some chili on it. Mm. It's actually pretty good. All right, putting it on the list of things to make me go to the gym. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you're eating a bowl of chili right, with I'm a buttery cinnamon I'm roll. I'm a cinnamon roll you chili. You just pulled out the Fort Scott Tiger Times. Okay, it's Tiger Times. Here we are. It's study it's hall. 1999. It's 1999. Put you in some context. Here. Study hall. You've got a bowl of chili and a cinnamon roll. I'm studied up. Big old joint. You're All right, right, let's do this. Yeah, big old joint. Studied up. <laughs> in the back alley behind the go. high school. <laughs> And I'm you, a 30 year old man behind a high school with a bowl of chili yeah, that yeah. was thrown away, smoking a big old joint. But uh, I like to read the newspaper. Yeah, Nothing's changed, and I love movies. Not, let's let's see what today's like movie review read is. The read at. All right, cover page of the Fort Scott Tiger Times. Austin, what's on the cover page of uh, Tiger Times issue? Ooh, 1999. Well, probably, I think there was a trash can fire the day before. That's right. Austin did an editorial on the trash can fire yeah. near the art room. An editorial. I, you know, this is before my time, but when I joined the newspaper, I ran things a little differently. <laughs> I took he over. He took his, it very seriously. <laughs> I took over as cartoon editor, and that thing just—I ran that into the ground. I was the 
editor at the time that Austin was a freshman writer, and I would be trying to give a speech to the entire class about what we're going to be doing. He was going like spotlight speeches. It was like a spotlight. I thought we were changing the world. He was looking into, you know, indiscretions. And And Austin and his buddy would literally be throwing items at me from the back of the room and laughing at everything I said. We'd have have Snood pulled up on the the computer. Snooden. Every time I said we needed to cover the budget shortfall that's placed that's <laughs> affecting the teacher's salary at the high school, Austin and Derek would just start laughing and uh, I would draw a Arnold Schwarzenegger cartoon. They used to play a game called Toast, straight out of Mission Impossible. Oh, I know Toast. Yeah, toast I know what you're saying. It's like the penis game, but you just say Toast yeah, instead of penis. Yeah, so you do in the back of like a like a toast. real quiet like algebra class or something. You just go Toast, 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 toast. and then you go Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Toast. You just go until the teachers finally is like, hey. And then you almost drop Tom Hanks because you had to kill a rat with your knife. Yeah. You mean Tom Cruise? I like Tom Hanks. Did I say Tom Hanks? Can you imagine Tom Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks in the middle of Mission Impossible floating on a... I think now Tom Hanks should just start doing remakes of very, very popular films where he plays the hero, but they've changed nothing. That'd be great. Just green screen him into all the movies. You should just do Tom Cruise movies. That'd be great. Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Tom Hanks Hanks? in it. Sold. All right, go All back. right, let's Sorry. hear this review. We're, we're locked in. We're ready. You open up that Fort Scott Tiger Times. You flip to the very last page, and you see a review of Galaxy Quest. While I may have been the only person in the theater who thoroughly enjoyed Galaxy Quest, <laughs> there's no denying the originality of it. Spoofing Star Trek, Star Wars, and just about all other sci-fi movies in general, Galaxy Quest combines comedy, action, and drama into one big space saga. Tim Allen, who's William Shatner, Kirk Captain Kirk-like character is always good for a laugh. Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman, the Spock of the ship, play out-of-work actors who formerly starred in the cult classic 70s TV show, A Galaxy Quest. Now appearing at sci-fi conventions and autograph sessions, the former crew members have become bitter about their one-time fame. But when the alien Thermians from Klaatu Nebula contact Tim Allen's character, the actor sees the opportunity as his chance of redemption. The true aliens have mistaken the Galaxy Quest shows as historical documents and believe that the crew is their only hope for winning an intergalactic space war. Soon the actors are beamed into space, one of the film's funniest bits, and before long, bad aliens are being blasted away in action scenes straight out of Star Wars. As crazy (laughs) as this all sounds, it was the incoherent plot that kept me interested and entertained until the end. If you put... If you put reality aside, grab a bucket of popcorn, and use your imagination, Galaxy Quest will become a treat that any moviegoer will enjoy. I give Galaxy Quest an A. Oh man, you gave him an, an, an A. Jeez, so you were strapped. You were you were destined for this podcast from the beginning. I gave Galaxy Quest an A, and I reviewed Nine Inch Nails: The Fragile. Would you give it an A? Same, same paper. I gave everything an A. <laughs> yeah, everything was an A. a. I well, only review funny. things I Guess like, what? Yeah. That's in 1999. Your favorite movie is still Galaxy Quest, and your favorite band is still Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't aged at all. I'm a man now. Yeah, that's great. Hey, you know, uh, you know what you like. That's and true. I mean, like yeah, it's, it's, it's inherent. It's inherent. Well, despite the incoherent plot of the movie, that's what kept <laughs> me interested and entertained. Like, I don't know if I just couldn't wrap my head around what was going on in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah, I'm wait, a little wait. confused by that as well because it's a pretty simple plot when you really think about it. But I don't know if, yeah, if you were just wanted to use the word incoherent. I did. The there, were, there were some unnecessary words in there. 
for yeah. sure. But overall, I will I say like that, that was a very pleasant review. Very clearly, no one else at the movie you went to enjoyed it. And I specifically <laughs> yeah. remember going to the movie, and it was fairly crowded because it would have been right around Christmas when it was released. Mm-hmm. And I remember laughing, really chuckling hard at the movie, and not a lot of other people in the theater were. And I don't know, we talked about this previously in another episode where maybe the marketing of the movie and the trailers were somewhat Confusing misleading. People, yeah. people didn't know what to expect. But I feel like Cohen. even if that was the case, the, the bright side is once you actually see the movie is that it makes sense because it's super funny, yeah. well-written, well-done, yeah. and the advertising would confuse you to not even get to the movie. Like, oh, I don't know. That looks dumb. Yeah. But then once, if you're already there, you you're should watching enjoy it, it, you should be yeah. enjoying it. Like, enjoying what's wrong it. with these people? Yeah. And we've said it once, we'll say it again, it only gets better on repeat viewings. That's that, true. You know, that second viewing is, it starts to really sink in. I mean... You could write that ex- almost exact same review right now, but you just fucking take off that line about the plot being shit. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, right, because now I understand coherent. it. Yeah. Uh, hey, I would say that's a that's a well written review for us. Uh, that was really good. I would. Uh, I appreciate that. That's better than some of the reviews I've seen written on current publications. That's very true. That's better than most Rotten Tomato reviews. I want to know. Speaking of which, Galaxy Quest is sitting at ninety seven percent on no, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, ninety. Yeah, no, I'll take that seven off. Manchester by the Sea was perfect. It's not perfect, but it's up there. It goes, it's, uh, it goes it's La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. So it's still up there. But no, that's a that's a pretty certified fresh review. Um, that was delightful. Great, great article. Uh, Thanks, boys. If anyone's hiring a movie reviewer who yeah. has uh, high school experience. And only writes about Galaxy yeah. Quest. Hell, you could hire all three of us. We'll all do yeah. the same job. Maybe next time we'll read one of my cartoon. We should. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Boston's high cartoon school newspaper. Yes, cartoon. please. Well, we did this. I did this just a quick side, but I did this phase in the in the high school newspaper where we would do an advertisement for a fake product. That was kind of a reoccurring bit every week in the newspaper is we'd have this huge chunk of a page <laughs> dedicated to this fake product kind of like um, sell. What's, what's that Tim and Eric, like Chinko or something? Yeah. Like a fake company? Yeah, they Austin, yeah. Austin they was ahead of, of that. Yeah, and it was a very Tim and Eric style of animation and, and uh, advertisements. Before it Tim terrible. and Eric, There was a though. lot of very basic paint Photoshop skills. But one of my favorites was we did uh, eyeball glasses that you wear it was, you know, it was, it was directed towards high school students that you would put on during a test or during class, and they were they were fake eyeballs that made it look like they were like you were awake, but you can nap underneath them. Was sure, the idea? Yeah. But the photo we found was this this man where he had some sort of disease where he basically he had a medical condition. He had no eye like. Uh, eyelids basically so his oh, eyeballs God. themselves like, this is a real dude this is a real photo his eyeballs themselves were just huge like they popped out of his skull because he had no eyelids around above or below so we took this photo of this unfortunate man's face and we just photoshopped some stick figure glasses around him and then put that in the newspaper with a small little bit at the bottom talking about how these glasses will help you sleep during class and then put that in the newspaper like that was allowed. You get like a quarter page to <laughs> yeah. do these ads. Well, because you know we needed to, to to really be able to hone in on the image. It had to be like at least half a size page. Yeah, so. and, uh, high res. And then all your teachers bought them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Because, <laughs> fuck, what, what we did had, you guys do? We, did you well, guys actually go to high school, or were you just like in a no, warehouse we with a printing around. press? And then the other one was a fake high school diploma that you could cut out of the newspaper <laughs> That's good. and hold on to it if you didn't want to graduate. And that was hey, for man. the graduation you, issue. You need to drop out of school? 
Here yeah. you go. Cut this yeah. out. It was a big cut good, out. Yeah, that's some pretty good goofs. A lot of uh, weird yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger no jokes that. Guys, I'm uh, excited to start our own high school newspaper right now. Uh, yeah. Just about we, Galaxy. We should Quest. start putting out. A do people still issue. do zines? We could do a Galaxy Quest. We zine. could get a zine. Good. We could, we'd call it like the. Logan Square High School newspaper, and we start hanging it around. But it's yeah. always like every <laughs> single one has a rev- that review of Galaxy Quest <laughs> yeah, in it. Incredible. Every time we print it, yeah, all the other stuff will change, around, like yeah. upcoming Up events. Yeah. You know what's going on in the neighborhood. Every single page that has a movie review is. And for then Galaxy the last Quest. page is the bios of who's writing. It's us, and we're all like thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's directed towards high schoolers. Anyway, that'll so that work out great. I'll take us to the meat of today's episode. Yeah, uh, I think we killed enough time here. Yeah, uh, we're going to cut a bunch of that out. So <laughs> if it sounds like we jumped around a lot, it's because we Probably got really distracted. Did. But what we didn't get distracted about is this fast script. We've got an all-star cast, and we're going to uh, dig into the unedited original Galaxy Quest script in a little segment we like to call... Do you have pages, or do you just want me to wing this? All right, we are back with another script reading today. I think we're doing scene two, or is what we're calling scene two. Uh, technically, in the script, I don't know if this would classify as scene two. But today, we have a whole gaggle of people, a whole gaggle of friends. Uh, reading with us today, we are going to have RJ, PJ, Dan, Mark, Amber, Phil. I think, is that everyone here? Yeah, all right, that's about it. Uh, so we, we now proceed with scene two. Cut to hundreds of faces, enthralled legions of mostly spotty faced male adolescent fans staring into camera. For a moment, all is silent. A few are sobbing, then a burst of thunderous applause. We're at a science fiction convention. The enthusiastic crowd of geeks, nerds, and complete geeks continue cheering as the master of ceremonies, Guy, takes the stage. Well, there you are. You are the first people to see the Lost Galaxy Quest episode 53 two-parter since it was originally aired in 82. The fans cheer. Now, as most of you know, no concluding episode was filmed when the series was canceled. So the episode was never included in the syndication run. Let's hear it for Travis Latke, who actually rescued the footage from the studio garbage. They were going to throw it out. Can you believe that? Lockie stands. Fans cheer. All right. yeah. Now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, the intrepid crew of the USEA Protector. The audience yeah. cheers. <laughs> but a stagehand in the wings signals for Guy to stretch. But first, what is a, quote, hero? Let's take a look at a few more clips. The audience groans. Oh, come on. Let's get this Impatient. Backstage. Here we meet the real-life actors all dressed as their TV alter egos. Gwen DeMarco, beautiful in a sexy and improbable bodysuit. Sir Alexander Dane, Dr. Lazarus. Irritable, wearing green alien prosthetic makeup. Dusty Kwan, calm, sitting on an apple box off in a corner reading the paper. Tommy Weber, the youngest of the group. Where the hell is he? An hour and a half late. I can't believe he'd do this to us again. I believe it. The bastard. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. You guys hear he's scheduled a fan appearance without us? You're kidding. When for? Tomorrow morning, before the store opening. My agent told me. But we made a pact. We said we'd stick together. Right, like he's got loyalty to anyone. This is the guy who tried to kill off Alex's character when it, ca- it became too popular. Am I right, Alex? Alex? They all turn to see Alexander starting 
into makeup. I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. They all turn to see Alexander staring into a makeup mirror, eyes roaming over his alien green makeup and scaly rubber features with a mournful expression. Uh-oh. Alex, get away from that thing. Dear God. How did I come to this? Didn't we specifically say no mirrors? I played Richard III at the Royal National Theater before Her Majesty the Queen. Five curtain calls. Five curtain calls. <laughs> I was an actor once, damn it. Now look at me. Look at me. Settle down, Alex. No, I can't go out there. I won't say that ridiculous catchphrase one more time. I won't. I can't. At least you had a part. You had a character people loved. My TV Guide interview was six paragraph about this bodysuit, about my legs. How did I... Wait. <laughs> How did I perfect my trademark side saddle pose? Nobody even bothered to ask what, do, what I do on the ship. Nobody knows. Do you? Does anybody? You're the, um... Wait. I'll think of it. I repeated the computer. <laughs> Whatever it said, I turned and said to the rest of you, I spoke the obvious. Nothing I did ever affected the plot. Not once. Nothing I did was ever taken seriously. Guys, I'm an African-American playing a Malaysian named Laredo. Hello. <laughs> Suddenly, the rear stage doors open, bright light streams in, and Jason Nesmith, the captain, appears, strolling in in his confident, exuberant, charming way. My friends, your captain has arrived. He pats Tommy on the back. Am I too late for Alexander's panic attack? <laughs> Apparently so. He squeezes Alexander's shoulder, leans in to inspect a giant green plastic mole on his neck. That's irregular. You should have that looked at. He flicks Dusty's newspaper, reads over his shoulder. Dusty holds out a hand for a mild five without looking up. Lakers are hot. Kisses Gwen on the cheek. Speaking of which, you look amazing. He looks up to see the others glaring at him. A beat. Okay, what did I do now? Convention stage. On the stage, Guy continues to stall. Sure, the rocks looked like paper mache and the sets moved when anyone bumped into them. But we didn't care. Film clips are projected behind him on an alien planet. The captain carries the limp body of his advisor, Lazarus. Ray guns erupting around him. On the command deck, the crew fight <laughs> On the command deck, the crew fights a space battle with crack precision teamwork. For those four seasons from 79 to 82, we, the viewers, developed the same affection for the crew of the USEA Protector that the crew had for each other. These weren't just adventures exploring space. These were friends. Backstage, the others surround Jason, fighting. You said we do appearances together or not at all. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said, wouldn't it be great if we could always work together? That's what I said. Unbelievable. You are so full of shit. What's the big deal? A few fans built a little set in their garage. I come in for an hour at most. It's, it's nothing. How much of a nothing? Not enough to split five ways kind of a nothing? What do you want me to say, Gwen? They wanted the captain. Suddenly, bright light streams in. They all turn to see Alexander skulking out the exit. A beat. Then they all run to catch Alexander, tackling him. On stage, Guy gets a thumbs-up cue from the stagehand and begins to introduce the cast, much to the delight of the applauding fans. Okay, here we go. Let's hear a warm welcome for the crack navigator and gunner, Lieutenant Laredo Tommy Weber. Tommy comes bounding out with a big smile, his hair must. On the screen behind is a projected film clip of Tommy in action. If it's got proton thrusters, I can fly it. 
<laughs> Ship's Tech Sergeant Chen, Dusty Quan. Dusty strolls out with a casual wave. I'll reverse the polarity. It's our only hope. <laughs> Backstage, Gwen and Jason are wrestling on the ground with Alexander. Alex, you can't just leave. I was knighted by the queen. Come on, old friend. Friend? You stole all my best lines. You cut me out of episode three entirely. One evil twin wasn't enough for you. No, you had to have two evil twins. <laughs> the beautiful shipmate, Tawny Madison, Gwen DeMarco. Gwen hears her introduction and stands, leaving Jason to wrestle Alexander. He's all yours. On stage, Gwen takes the stage. In the film clip, Tawny Madison looks around the cabin fearfully. 100 degrees and rising. It's, it's getting hotter, Captain. Many appreciative whistles. Gwen forces a smile. And now, the captain's advisor and closest friend. His peaceful nature ever at odds with the savage warrior inside him. After witnessing the massacre of his entire species as a boy. We see a split screen shot of Alexander, one peaceful and monk-like, the other a savage reptilian beast tearing into a foe. <laughs> Backstage, Jason is still in a wrestling match with Alexander. You will go out there. I won't. And nothing you say, the show must go on. Damn you. Damn you. Dr. Lazarus of Tevmec. Sir Alexander Dane! Alex bounds up on stage, bowing deep with grace and humility, the stage-trained British actor. By Grabthar's hammer, you shall be avenged. Alex cringes, desperately unhappy. And finally, my fellow Questarians, the brave captain of the USEA Protector, Peter Quincy Taggart Jason Nesmith! Jason appears, and a spotlight follows him on. Unbelievable. He rented a spot? Jason raises his hands like a conductor, encouraging the fans to cry out in unison. Never, Never give up! up. Never, Never surrender. surrender! Damn the neutrino cannons! Full speed ahead! The fans go crazy. The actors exchange glances. The captain and his crew will be signing autographs on Imperial decks B and C near the Coke machines. Cool. Scene. That was masterfully done. We will be adding these into every episode until we run out of script. Uh, but make sure if you have any questions, comments, Galaxy Quest pictures, send them to us. Uh, our Gmail email account is really good. Just let me get Punch me in at the email thing. No, punch me in the email. <laughs> Should I say the Tumblr? Do people use Tumblr? All right, so we're on. We got email. Rate and review us on email. Uh, make sure you email us at iTunes. Uh, all right, fuck all this. BGH podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at BGHPOD. We do have a Tumblr, so check it out. I want to see some numbers on that. Uh, it's Tumblr.com. What is it? How does Tumblr work? bghpodcast.tumblr.com. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's all. You're, if you found this, you can contact us. Love you. And now for our Galaxy Quest haiku. Do you have pages? Your friends are the best actors. RJ can't talk good. Never give up. Never surrender. Quest t-shirt!
Thank you. Woo!